How does the church, how we doing? Welcome to the weekend. Let's stand on our feet all across this place as you're looking at us right now. I know that you know that things are a little different this weekend. And so I wanna introduce a few people. This is a family service this weekend. We are responding to the seven weeks of this service, this uh, series that we've been in called Don't Blink. This response service is designed to just be an opportunity to reflect, have some, have some time to really think through all that God has shown you at this time. So actually this weekend, we've got some of our kids' classes shut down. If you're a kid in here, make some noise. Let me see you, where are you kids? We got some kids in here. All right, right on. I'm so glad that you guys are in here with us. I've got my kids up here. This is my daughter, Madeline, and my son, Jason. They're gonna be helping me out for the first couple songs. This is Layla. Layla sings with our student worship team. We've got Dylan back here on guitar. Dylan plays with our student worship team. And Mason back here on the acoustic guitar. Mason generally leads worship for our fifth and sixth graders in uh, Point Discovery every other Sunday. So we're really glad to pull her in here this weekend and uh, just kind of have a multi-generational expression of worship together as a church family. So we hope that today will be encouraging to you, that it will be uplifting to you that it would just give your spirit some encouragement that you need, and uh, it would just be a breath of fresh air to do something a little different. So we want you to sing with us. We want you to worship with us. Let's worship together as we sing God So Loved the World.
for these guys helping us lead worship tonight. Well, amen. That's so, that was fun. That was fun for me. I appreciate that. So super excited to see their joy to participate in singing praises to the Lord. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a fun time. So, hey, as we are, are moving along in this service, as I said, it's going to be a little bit different uh, service order uh, today as we're kind of doing some different things, have some different opportunities to really reflect on what God is showing you throughout this series. And so actually at this point, we're gonna do our offering and you're standing. And normally when we pass the buckets, you're sitting. So we're gonna, you know, test our skills. Can we pass buckets while standing? <laughs> and just have this opportunity to uh, give back to the Lord as we have um, just reflected on, on God's goodness. You know, there's a lot about God's kindness toward us in scripture. It says, his kindness that has led us to repentance. God is so gracious to us as his children that will give us so much that we do not deserve. And our response to his kindness just together as a church is uh, love and appreciation for who he is. And so in light of his kindness and our reflection of God's grace toward us, we're gonna have an opportunity just to worship him through the act of giving. And I wanna read this to us real quick from Titus Chapter three, it says, when the kindness and the love of God our Savior appeared, 
He saved us, not because of righteous things that we had done, but because of his mercy. And man, what a blessing it is to experience the mercy of God, the grace of God. And I don't know about you, but the more that I grasp what God has done for me, the more that I grasp the grace of God, the more I want others uh, to experience that and know that. And so I want God to use me and any resources that he has given me to be a blessing to those around us. And those of you that give faithfully to High Desert Church, we can't thank you enough for how much your sacrifice goes to be a blessing to this community actually to the world. We actually had a team come back from Sri Lanka this past week that was uh, being a blessing there. And we've got some support that goes out there. And even just right here in our own desert that we have the opportunity to, be, to make a difference in the lives of those around us. And so I wanna pray for our offering as we, as we are giving and that God would bless it, that God would take it and that he would uh, use it for his glory, for his good right here and beyond. So God, we give you praise for the opportunity, Lord, to take part in the work that you're doing. And God, how you invite us into that. It's not something that you demand of us. You could, you could do it without us. But God, you have invited us to participate in your work. God, not only to be a part of your kingdom, but God, to further it God, through all these opportunities. So God, as we give, I just pray for all these families that just gave financially, God, that you would bless their lives, bless their finances. God, that you, you are right now removing anything from their lives, just the, the burden of finances, the, anything that, that it would try to take hold of our lives, God, it is just being removed. And we gladly give as a sacrifice of praise to thank you, God, for who you are. And Lord, we give you honor and praise together as a church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're gonna sing another song and just reflect on God's faithfulness, the goodness of God.
Just as a church, we sing. And all, all my life, you have been faithful. And all my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Amen. Yes, God, we sing of your goodness together. Yes, amen. We sing of your faithfulness, God, not only in our lives, God, in the, in, in the life of this church, God, the entire life of this church, in all of my life, God, you have been faithful. You're faithful from ages past, eternity past, eternity future, God. That is your character. That's who you are. And every moment, God, in this life that I am able. I want to lift my voice. I want to give glory to you. I want to represent you. I want to be a witness, God, of your goodness to others around me, to my family. So, God, I just pray today as we have just sung that, God, your spirit, God, would come into our hearts, would empower us, Lord, to live that out. God, that in every moment we would be faithful to lift up the praises of our God and represent you well in all that we do. God, we give you all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Amen. As you take your seats, we're going to show you a video. This video is kind of just a, a recap of this entire sermon series. So I've got good news for you. If you didn't make it to all seven, you're going to get a little bit of all seven right now. So you're going to get the, you're going to get the highlights. And so we want to share uh, some of what God has been showing our church uh, through these last seven weeks. So take a look at this video. He said, no matter where your kids are at, you need to be parenting with the end in mind now. What often happens in parenting is we're just looking straight down and the only thing we can think about is the all-consuming season that our kids are in today and we're not looking far enough down the road. The development season will end at a point and you need to take seriously the end game now while you still have time. Moms and dads, as you fill your homes and your minivans and your playgrounds with the word of God and the love of God, it's like a domino. None of us are perfect. None of us are without error. We fail all the time, but we start, I'm gonna start, and then all of a sudden, we watch our lives and it pushes over 
And the next domino to fall is the fact that our kids start picking up a, a love of God and the love of his word in our own lives. And as they pick it up, then it begins to grow in our family. Uh, so the average family, the average parent, you're going to have about 3,000 hours a year with your kids. On average, we're going to have about 40 hours with your kids. But you can see when in terms of discipling your kids and encouraging them to follow Jesus, if church for you is like this boarding school where you're going to drop your kids off with us and you think that we're going to be able to, to somehow magically get them to value Jesus more than what's happening in these 3,000 hours, it, that's a hard, hard sell. But as a child begins to grow up, the power begins to diminish. With teenagers, you should want to make a transition from control-based relationships to authority-based relationships. But I think much of the tension between teenagers and parents is due to the required change in approach in raising teenagers versus raising younger children. Quite frankly, many parents don't understand that a successful shift toward influencing your kids requires that they learn how to honor, not simply obey. In so many relationships, trust begins to erode, and when trust begins to erode, we lose that concept of friendship. And a healthy relationship cannot survive without friendship. Think about this. This is how marriage starts. The very beginning of any healthy relationship now is this concept of friendship, and the need for it does not go away. It takes time and energy and, and effort. What did Jesus say he was gonna build the? Church. The church, okay? Now, you and I are called to follow Jesus, which means we are called to build the things he builds. If Jesus is building the church and I'm supposed to do what he does, my life should be centered around building the church of the living God, because it's the only thing that will transform people. All right, you guys, it is so good to be with all of you today. How's everyone doing? Good? You seem excited. Yes. That's good. They that's seem a little good. tired, but that's all right. Um, my name is Aaliyah, and I get to work with elementary kids here at the Victorville campus. And my name is Jody. I'm our student pastor here, so I work with our students across all of our teams and help lead that. Yeah, and like Landon already said, this is a little bit of a unique night because we have our kids and students in the building. Students are usually mm -hmm. in here, but we have kids tonight. We're so excited. If you're a kid in the room, second through sixth grade, raise your hand, give us a little shout. Woo, yeah, that's what I'm okay. talking about. So, some of you guys are way too old, but you're cheering anyway. So I young like it. Young kids at heart, at heart. Counts. Yeah, young kids at heart, heart counts. there we go. Um, yeah, well, we're just so excited to be with all of you tonight, and we want to give you a couple announcements, things coming up, especially having to do with kids and students. So next weekend... Next weekend. ...is Elevate Weekend. So that means that kids kindergarten and up yep. are going to be moving up a grade at church next weekend. Indeed. Yeah. And especially important for rising junior high kids. Yes. So for our sixth graders, this is their last week, really, as sixth graders. Next week, they come to church, they're seventh graders. So pretty exciting. As no someone, one seems as excited as I am, but I know. that's okay. That's I'm okay. sad, you're happy, so it's yeah. bittersweet. So yeah. it's super fun. We got a lot of things coming up. We've got yes. Summer Blast coming up later. Yes. We've got, but we've got camp coming up in just under a month, which seems which crazy. Which is crazy, absolutely. And there's still some spots for camp. There's still financial aid available if you've been on the fence about that. Yeah. Uh, there's still time to jump in and grab a spot 
Absolutely. for uh, kids camp, junior high and high school. I yeah. think there's space in all of those. So. so there's still spots, still financial aid, and Jody and I will be around after service. So if you want to come talk to us, ask us questions about your kid coming to camp, we'd love to talk to you. Okay, if you will turn your attention to your notes, hopefully you grabbed some when you came in. Kids too, take a look inside. These are not how our notes normally look on no, the weekend. No, they're like super fun this Super weekend. awesome notes, and I might be asking if we can have notes like this every weekend. Um, these have lots of different, you got some tallies over here. We can check off catch words you hear. You get points for that, by the way. Three points for each Three word. Three points for each. Your favorite song, questions. We got a doodle box too. So lots of really fun stuff. That's my favorite. Doodle box. Yeah. I mean, it's really fun. We want to incentivize you kids in the room. So yes. this is not anything. the young at hearts. Not the young at hearts. This is for high school seniors and younger. Yeah. If you get 30 points or more, you can come get candy from Jody or I at the end of service. We'll be up here. Right but you gotta bring the notes as proof. And kids, and I'll just say we never offer your parents candy in church. So this is a true. really it's a special weekend. And We're I would excited. just say don't lie about it in church. That's no. a bad way to start. It is. God off. will know. So, so it'll be a great time. The band's gonna come back out. We're gonna sing some more uh, here as we gathered together this weekend. Let me just pray for us as we continue, if we could. Father, thank you so much for your faithfulness to us and to our families. Thank you, Lord, for uh, even this series that we have been in to focus in on what it means to be a family that is uh, one that reflects the gospel, that we as parents would parent well uh, as kids, that we would respond appropriately to parents. Uh, Lord, and, and uh, just, as, just as a family unit, Lord, how do we function and honor uh, the Lord and love each other well? And so we're just thankful for that, thankful for this time to wrap up here uh, together this weekend, and we pray that you would just be honored as we have gathered, and it's in Christ's name I pray, amen. Just stand to your feet with us again as we worship some more, as we give God our praise. We have nothing to offer him but all we are.
You can grab a seat for just a moment. You know, as we're thinking through this family series that we've, we've been in, uh, we recognize and understand that sometimes you may sit in a series like this or you may hear messages about parenting or, or about how we relate as a family and, and you may think, gosh, that's just so foreign to me or it seems so out of reach or sometimes we maybe sit and look back with regret maybe of mistakes that we've made or things that we just seem to keep getting wrong. And so I wanna take a, a minute of, of our time here today and, and just maybe allow us some room. Um, I, I, I grew up in a home that didn't my family didn't attend church consistently. My parents uh, divorced when I was pretty young. Um, but I had a grandmother who would come pick me up and take me to church. Um, I, I saw her model for me what living out your faith looked like. And if it weren't for her influence in my life, I wouldn't be where I am today. I, I wouldn't be the pastor I am today. I wouldn't be the believer I am today. The husband and the father I am today isn't dependent on anything other than God's sufficient grace in my life. 
And so regardless of where you find yourself in life right now, uh, whether you're in second grade or junior high, high school, maybe you're single, uh, still looking for what that's gonna look like for you. Maybe you are married or you are parenting or now you're in the stages of grandparenting. We have these relationships as family and they can get real messy real fast. But I just believe that God is faithful to put people in our lives who when we need it are there to encourage us along the way. And so I would just ask you to do something um, just really quickly here. Would you take a moment, and maybe if you're with your family, it's something to take a, a minute and just share with one another. Who is one person in your life that's just encouraged you in your faith? It's just encouraged you along the way. And would you, would you write that name down so that you don't forget that? And then when you leave, what would it look like just to send a handwritten card or a text message to them and just thanking them for that? And then if you'll take a moment, just really quickly, and just thank God for that, just offering a prayer of thanks for his faithfulness and putting that person in your life. So we're gonna give you just a, a moment to do that and the band's gonna come back and we're gonna sing a little bit more. But take a moment, just share who is that person, write that name down and then just take a, take a few minutes here and just offer up a prayer of thanksgiving for them. I just want to challenge us to think about something that this is a little off the cuff, but we discussed this as a, as a team as we were preparing for the night, but Acts chapter 16 says, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. We're going we're gonna to sing this song. It's a new song to us at, at church. I mean, we haven't sung it here yet. You may have heard it on the radio or something. It's called, I Speak Jesus just the power that is in the name of Jesus. And I also wanna think as we're reflecting on this whole series about family, just the idea of many of you might have someone in your family that doesn't know Jesus, that, that has not yet made that decision and, and someone that's close to you, someone that you're praying for. I want you to think about them as we sing this song as well. The power that is in the name of Jesus, we're gonna sing your name is power, 
Your name is healing. Your name is life. And there's a part specifically in, in, toward the end of the song is that we're proclaiming the name of Jesus. Jesus for my family is something that we're gonna proclaim in this song. And I want, you to ch- I want to challenge you to think about that as we, as we sing it. That Acts chapter 16, believe in the Lord Jesus, you will be saved, you and your household. Would you have enough faith today to believe that this salvation is not just for you as an individual, but it's for your household, it's for your family. And so I wanna challenge you with that. And we're gonna sing this new song together. Feel free to stand up with us as we, as we worship.
Thank you for singing. You can have a seat. Uh, I'll get to this in just a minute. Um, such a great song. And uh, I want us to look at another song that's a couple thousand years old. It's found in Psalm 127. By the way, does anybody, anybody in the room know where you find the book of Psalms in your Bible? Is it the beginning, the middle, or the end? Middle, yeah, right in the middle. If you open up your Bible, right to the middle of it, uh, you'll find the book of Psalms. And uh, the book of Psalms was uh, just a book of songs that God's people would sing to worship him. And there are some particular songs that they would actually sing when they weren't in church, when they weren't gathered in the building. They would sing them actually on their way. And Psalm 27 is one of those songs that they would sing as they were making their way. Now, of course, they didn't have cars. Uh, they would be walking through the streets. And can you imagine all of the songs of people singing in the streets as they're making their way up to Jerusalem uh, to worship the Lord together? Psalm 127, I just want to read a couple of verses uh, here. It just says this. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. This psalm actually is a, is a beautiful song about the most important thing in a family's life. And we've kind of been talking about that. What are the important things about family life? And if I could just kind of go back, and if you have your bulletin, you can kind of look right on the front. 
We've tried to summarize this series with four words, love, scripture, partnership, and forgiveness. You know, without these things, without a love for God and others, without a a love for the gospel of Jesus Christ, we just can't be the people, the family that God wants us to be. If we don't have the scripture permeating our lives and our homes, we just can't be the families and the people that God wants us to be. If we don't have partners as we walk through this life, whether that's partners at church or partners in our home or around our home, uh, we, we just aren't going to be the people that God wants us to be. And if we don't learn the forgiveness that God has given us in his son, Jesus Christ, and learn to practice that with one another, we just can't be the people that he wants us to be. That's kind of what we've been talking about. This whole series is, is what's important about family life. And Psalm 127, in some ways, kind of puts an exclamation point on all of this. Unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain to build it. And I believe that what Solomon, the one who wrote this, is actually trying to get us to understand is that it's not about our effort, even if our effort is for good things. So even if we're doing these four things in our own power for our, for our own right standing before God or, or just so that our, our families will be more successful or, or whatever it is, if it's about us and it's not about the Lord, then we've missed the whole thing. Psalm 127 is is this song that says, think about it. If you don't have the Lord, everything you're doing is vain. It's empty. It's pointless. Oh, how we need him. Our kids, they need the Lord. Our parents, they need the Lord. Oh, how we need him. So you may be wondering why I brought this toilet paper up here. I, I, need, I need some help with this. Can I get a parent and a child? I got a child. I need a parent to come with them. Come on up. You, I, you, you got your hand up first. We're going to have a little competition. Help them out. Give them a little hand. You know, they're, they're, they're coming up here onto the platform. All right. Got two athletes just hopping right on over. Come on, God. All right. I'm going to give you both toilet paper. Um, and... Um, Go ahead. Uh, Don't do anything with it yet. Um, But what we're going to do is we're going to have a toilet paper unrolling competition. We're going to see who can unroll the toilet paper the fastest. But since it looks like he's bigger and stronger and he might have an unfair advantage. So I want to give you a little help. Can I get some, can I get some help for this young man? Let me, let me see if we can get, get some help here. All right, here we, here we go. Let me, let me get this here here for you. We're going to put it on here. All right, here you go. Uh, don't pull that trigger till I say on your market set go. When I say go, you can pull the trigger. Ready? Okay. Who do you think's gonna win? All right. Is this, is this guy gonna win the, the competition, or is this guy gonna win the competition? Okay. Here we go. We're gonna unroll the toilet paper the fastest. Are you ready? On your mark, get set, go. There it is. There's my winner right there. Give him a hand. <laughs> Thank you so much for your help. Can I give you one of those? Yeah. All right. Here, I'll trade you. Blower for Tootsie Pop. There you go, Dad. Thanks for helping me out with this. 
We'll clean that up later. All right. All right, so two things. Number one, I, I'm, I'm just trying to have a little fun because uh, we, we need to have some fun, but I'm also trying to make a point. Do you get the point? How much easier is it to, to do things when you have the right power source? A lot easier. You know, if I sit here and just try to unroll that toilet paper all on my own, it's going to take me a while. I, you know, I may get the job done, but it's just not the same. Guys, God isn't asking you and your families to love him and love other people in your own strength. He's asking, it to do, he's asking you to do it with the strength that he wants to supply. He's not asking you to, to bring the word of God into your home in your own strength. He's asking you to depend on him. He's not asking you to part with other people because the people are the people are the are the ones you need. You need him even in those partnerships. He's not asking you to forgive in your own strength. And frankly, some of you, some of you need that divine power to do the kind of forgiving that needs to be done. Amen? All right. And so I just want to connect this with a passage over in the New Testament. It's one of the Apostle Paul's prayers. It's found in Ephesians chapter 3. I'm not going to put it up on the screens. I just want you to listen. And I want to pray this over you when I'm done. But let me read it first. Here's what the Apostle Paul says. Starting in verse 14 of Romans 3, he says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And here's the prayer. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he might strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in his love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long, how high and deep is the love of Christ. To know this love that surpasses knowledge so that you can be filled with all of the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power that is at work in us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And that's my prayer for you. I want to invite you to stand with me. I want you to to just think on these things. Let's stand together. We're going to put these up on the screen for you because I realize, you know, we've been talking for two months about this thing and we recognize that God's, that, that, that time flies fast and that God is up to something great and we need these things in our lives, in our homes. And so, uh, by God's grace, I'm asking you to commit to these things. We've even put little uh, hand motions on there. So love, we're asking you to commit to, to love, to loving God and others. We're asking you to commit to the scripture, to saturating your home with God's word. We're asking you to partner, right? To lock arms with others of God's people so you can do this thing. And we're asking you to forgive, to just open your arms wide and be people who forgive the way God has forgiven you. So if you would read these with me, um, we commit to anchor my affections in God's love and his gospel, to love God and others, as he has loved me, so that those in my relational world might know and follow him.
And I commit to saturate my life with God's word, to submit to and grow under God's instruction so that my thoughts, words, and actions agree with his truth. And we commit to maintain this vital connection with God's people, to value the influence of God's family in my life and oikos more than I value the world's, and to do my part to encourage and strengthen that influence. And then lastly, I commit to practice the forgiveness God has given me, to generously and regularly extend and receive forgiveness, seeing failures as opportunities for God's grace to be on display. And let me pray over you this prayer of the Apostle Paul. Would you bow your heads? Father, I pray that out of your glorious riches you may strengthen with power through your spirit in these people's inner being that Christ might dwell in their hearts through faith. I pray that they would be rooted and established in your love, that they might have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And I pray that they would know this love that surpasses knowledge, that they would be filled with all of the fullness of God because we believe this, Lord, that you are able to do immeasurably more than anything we could ever ask or imagine because your power is at work within us. And so, Lord, may you receive the glory in this church, in these families, in these people, in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. And we all said together, amen. Let's... Let's lift up our voices now. Let's sing that song. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets. Let's sing it.
Amen. Father, we are so thankful that we don't have to go this alone, that our families have your power at work in us, that we might accomplish the very things you call us to, to love you, to love other people. God, to saturate our homes with your word, to lock arms with other people, that we might live out this calling in community with others. And God, we promise today that we want to be people of forgiveness who forgive others the way you've forgiven us. Thank you, God, for a great series that we've just been able to take in over these last couple of months. And I pray, God, that you might just allow us to live it out as we go out this week in your name. And God, we just thank you for the Lord Jesus above it all. We pray in his name and we all say together, amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. You are dismissed. See you next time.